The Social Angle, a podcast that helps promo pros gain an edge in the social media realm. I'm Vinny, and on this episode, I am joined by any promo social media manager, Paula Granados, a relative newcomer to promo, to discuss what it's like to do social media in a brand new industry, some of the challenges she's encountered as a social media coordinator, her favorite network, and much more. Paula, welcome to The Social Angle. Hi, good to be here. I'm excited. Absolutely. How are things out in California today? Uh, it is sunny out here in California. Um, it's uh, great weather to be outside and uh, working from home, so I can enjoy that a little bit. And uh, yeah, everything's good here. Yeah, I'm envious. It's chilly. It's not too cold. It's raining. We have snow from last week that is now disappearing because the rain and the warmer weather. It's just nasty. I'm glad I'm inside today. I feel bad for you. I'm keeping you inside today for this podcast, uh, but I'm glad that we have this chance to talk. We have a great topic. Um, so before we get into the topic, uh, can you give us a little bit about your background, introduce yourself, how long you've been with any promo and how long you've been doing social media? All righty. Um, so I have been with any promo for a little, a little less than six months. Um, but yeah, a relatively short time. I'm, I am a newcomer to the company. Uh, how long have I been working with social media? Well, I can say that I have been on social media for a pretty long time, but I only officially started working more professionally on social media for maybe, uh, I want to say like three years. I did some work in school, uh, helping manage and coordinate social media. Um, in my previous job, I also helped run the social media account for uh, the retail store. And then I am running this account now fully um, with many different platforms uh, to kind of like focus on. So yeah, I guess it's been like three years if I really think about it. I forgot about the, the time, the, the work I did in college, but it all counts, right? It all, it's all contributing to the knowledge of social media management. Definitely. And, you know, the younger generation like yourself, uh, they grow they grow up with social media. Um, I didn't grow up with social media. So I asked this question of, you know, older people, you know, who are doing so great things on social media, you know, and, you know, their answers are usually different. They didn't grow up with it. They learned it um, as part of their business and they, you know, they embrace it. But, you know, you have the, the good fortune of, of growing up and using social media. Like I have a daughter who's 14 years old. She's you know, she is using social media and she's going to have that advantage when she gets to the business world, you know, of understanding the technology and having, you know, those benefits. So, you know, we, we mentioned that you're a newbie to the promotional products industry. I think at some point, we're all newbies to this industry. I was 15 years ago when I started back at ASI. So let me ask you, what attracted you to the position at any promo and what are your impressions of the promo industry after six months? All right. Uh, what attracted me to the promo industry? Well, I don't think I was necessarily attracted to the industry. I don't really feel like I was really cognizant of it. Um, but what attracted me to the job was just an opportunity to really um, focus in and narrow in on, on social media and what, what makes it run. Um, it's funny that you uh, say that it's a huge benefit growing up with social media because I think it's a double-edged sword. And I wouldn't have considered myself like a big social media user before I started working with it professionally um, because I just saw like all the 
just like the, the mental things that were happening to it, just uh, me using an account personally, right? And I was young, I was very young. I think when I first got my account, I was a junior high or early high school. Um, when I first got my social media account and I started like posting pictures, uh, probably my first uh, year of university. So, so yeah, it's a beautiful thing, but you have to like using it as a tool, I feel like is, is uh is what we have to learn how to do and also taking taking constructive breaks from it is also really helpful uh so what have i learned about the promo industry so far a lot of things so my second day on the job i think we ended up going to a trade show so i got to meet vendors i got i came home with like a bag full of samples i was very excited everyone in my family got something um, it was an exciting experience. Uh, I also learned that this industry is very connection-based. So people that you know, making, you know, creating relationships um, and just people genuinely want to do, want to do good, right? Not only make beautiful products and, uh, you know, contribute to like a beautiful marketing campaign or, you know, something greater, um, but people are also trying to do good for the environment, which coming from, um, I studied environmentalism in college. Coming from that, I was a little bit cynical and, and, and thinking like, oh, people don't really wanna do anything about this. But I've definitely changed my mind about that completely. And uh, I see that so many people are really, really uh, dedicated to making a difference and to uh, doing better in the world. And, and even if it's like in their industry, and I think that's great because sometimes people wanna just like, save the world and like do everything, but really you have to really niche down and make little changes. And that's what makes a difference, right? Because if everyone is like focusing on making little changes in the places that they are, then they can make a bigger difference together instead of one person just trying to do everything and trying to micromanage, you know, other facets of their life. So you so when you first came into this industry, um, you know, you took the job because it was a social media job, correct? Yes. But when you, six months down the line, now that you've been in the industry um, that long, you, you see a lot of good things happening, correct? Like you're seeing there's a dedication to sustainability. Um, we talked a little bit about this yesterday, whereas when I came into the industry 15 years ago, there wasn't so much of um, a, like a mindset for sustainability. Uh, when I first started, it was the impression of this industry was wasteful, you know, stuff en ended up in landfill. But I have seen a huge change in our industry in the last decade, where mm -hmm. there's a lot of emphasis on moving towards sustainable products. And, you know, there are a lot of great people in this industry who are, who are really pushing that. So you, so that's your impression of our industry after six months is that we're, 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 we're pushing that more? Yeah, I see it. I see that uh, people are really devoted to you know, switching people over to more eco-friendly products, uh, informing people on making more quality investments in their items, items that last longer. Um, I also see like a narrative shift in like, uh, instead of just slapping a logo on something, making an item that's like custom that people will want to interact with your brand, right? Um, I attended a SKUCon conference or I tuned in because it was, it was online. Um, but I just heard some really inspiring words about uh, people, you know, wanting to take uh, 
the promo industry a little bit further and just like calling it um calling it merch more than just like promo right you know right. you buy merch like band merch and, and it's like um like Kanye West and um Rihanna and they all have this like high quality merch and really the only difference between um you know the stuff that in the promotional eyes is is the graphics that they make or uh, the story behind it. So they really focused on storytelling, which I think is so important, um, especially when it comes to our industry and, and changing the way that, you know, the value of something and the way it's perceived. Absolutely. You know, we, we chatted a little bit yesterday offline and, you know, I, I couldn't agree more with you, you know, create an experience that um, is worthy to the user, the end user of the product, uh, make them want to keep it, you know, make it a quality item, you know, make it meaningful, and you're going to have people who are going to hold on to these products a lot longer. And I think there's there's really a, been a big push uh, toward that in this industry, and, and it's exciting. It's you know, it's something that I, I like to see younger people come into this industry who have that mindset, like you have, you know, where you're you're passionate about the environment, you're passionate about uh, the life cycle of a product, you know, where. Where did it start? Where is it going to end? Um, and and we need more of that in that in this industry. So let me let me also ask you about uh, the challenges. And this can be a challenging industry. Uh, I've been in it for 15 years, and there are days when I'm like, wow, like I'm confused about certain things. So what have been the, some of the biggest challenges that you faced in your first six months in the industry, and how have you overcome some of those? Well, I think we're still. Um... So I see the people inside the industry really have shifted their mindset to higher quality items, eco-friendly, like this is being a, you know, a shift that's inside, but I feel like people outside still have that stigma. Um, and so I think that's the biggest barrier when it comes to social media, because we're really trying to break out of the uh, kind of like faceless corporate sort of business type model. And we're giving ourselves base, we're giving ourselves, um, we're speaking up for ourselves instead of other people kind of like chiming in on, um, and telling a story of about promo that's just like cheap and uh, low quality and uh, bad for the environment. We're kind of rewriting that narrative, but we still kind of have to confront that. People are gonna have that stigma of what we sell and are perhaps not gonna feel like, you know, engage with it, engage with our, with uh with you know what we offer and so i think that's probably even the biggest um you know barrier that i still have to face uh with social media uh you know making content that people will use and actually uh is relevant to their brand um i've recently started to pivot some i mean i've just started but i'm really just trying things at work um and one thing that i've start to try to do is provide like marketing insights on like the trends that are going on looking at pop culture looking at um the gaming industry like looking at things that are from other industries but they all kind of like mesh into uh storytelling and branding and in some way and there's so many ways that we as a promote as the promotional marketing industry interact with them or we can interact with them right um so yeah, bringing in relevant topics that people are interested in and then still fighting that stigma of not just being like cheap, you know, fast and bad for the environment items. Um, yeah, those, totally. I mean, when I first started in this industry and, you know, I'll kind of touch upon some of the, my, my challenges, we didn't have education 
uh, at ASI. ASI now provides robust education for any new employees, especially those who come into the industry uh, who have no idea about the industry. So I didn't have that luxury in 2007 when I started. So I had to really learn the industry on my, on my own, you know, and it's a B2B industry uh, and I didn't come from B2B. So the whole mindset uh, was challenging. And when I started doing social media, it was hard to understand what the, the user of our social media was looking for. So it was a lot of trial and error for me. Uh, you know, in time, I, I've, I've fine-tuned what ASI users and social media are looking for. Um, but understanding, having that learning curve in this industry was challenging for me because I had a sort of sink or swim and there weren't really many resources available for me to do that. So what about yourself in terms of educating yourself? What are you doing to learn this industry? Have, has any promo provided you any resources? Are you looking for resources online? Yeah, so um, I'm constantly getting like resource material from the, my team and my manager that I work with. Um, quick shout out to them because I know they'd like a little shout out. But my marketing team is great. We um, we all work in different segments of marketing. Like there's a recent SEO. Um, Isaiah does like uh, paid ads, um, and Jonathan does email. So every month we have like a recap and we kind of like, that is an opportunity for us to be educated on the parts of the industry or marketing that we are unfamiliar with. Um, but for me, I'm a big like audio learner. So if I have a question about something, um, like recently we uh, came up to the topic of ABM account-based marketing. Um, and that's something that we were trying to really learn about more or me because I hadn't really heard about that term and that strategy yet. So I, I listen to podcasts. I uh, read articles. Um, I just I just try to immerse myself in, in a way that I, I feel like is manageable. Um, but yeah, I I do uh, a lot of just bouncing around. Uh, I Like I said, I love podcasts. So um, Sometimes the podcast that I already listen to, like I listen to a podcast called Business of Fashion. Um, and I think that helps with uh, becoming literate on what's happening in the fashion world. Um, merch items are actually really trendy. Um, so you could see brands like Thrasher or uh, brands like uh, Supreme. Like it's very kind of merch-like items. It's very simple logo. Um, but the way that they market it, the story that they tell is very unique and that's how they package it and, and create this hype around it. Um, and just learning about what other merch, uh, what other companies do and how their merch campaigns have been successful. Like Panera did a swim soup collection where they did merch kind of showcasing like soups in the summer. Yep. You didn't think that soups would sell in the summer, but apparently they collected survey uh, like customer data and they do. And so like learning from, you know, campaigns that have done well, learning from like outside this industry and looking at like, you know, fashion, pop culture, stuff like that. All those are like educational materials in, in addition to the materials that are shared within, um, within my marketing group and within the office. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, yeah. I couldn't agree more with with looking at what other uh, companies are doing, especially, you know, you look at uh, B2C companies and the bigger brands to, to see what they're doing and to learn what you, what they're doing on social media and what they're successful at. 
and trying new things and experimenting. I, I think the best thing about being a social media manager in this industry is that just by doing, you're going to learn and you're going to get that experience. Whether or not what you do is successful or, or not, you're still going to learn. You're going to get that intel that's going to tell you, okay, this didn't work. This is this work. I always encourage, keep trying, keep trying new things. Even if you've done things and then in 15 years of doing this, I have some great experiences and I have some horror stories, you know, like I can probably talk for 30 minutes about some of the mistakes I've made and, you know, where I was just like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. You know, and it, it's, it's those situations that you learn from and that you're able to fine tune your social media um, strategy plan. So to me, I think that as long as you're willing to learn, you understand the industry and you take chances. And I'm not talking about, you know, huge risk. I'm talking about keep experimenting, keep trying new things. You're going to be successful. You're going to eventually figure out what it is your users are interested in. And eventually you're going to have a really good social media strategy plan in place. Now I got to ask you about your social media game. Um, you know, you, you're doing some really good things. I noticed you on first on TikTok, um, and then I started to follow any promo on the other networks. Um, and what I like about what you're doing is you're adding yourself into the narrative. You're adding Paula into the narrative of any promo. Was it difficult to get in front of the camera for the first time when you did that? Absolutely, absolutely. I, um, as, as much as I am a, like a digital native growing up with social media, I think that I can personally say that I am quite camera shy and uh, nervous about, you know, appearing in front of the camera. Also, because, you know, so social media is like the Wild West. Anybody can say anything. And uh, also TikTok is because I have it on my phone and I do a lot of video like on my personal phone. It also connects to your contacts. So you're just like, oh, no, like the anxiety starts running in your head. Like my sisters are going to see this. My family is going to see this. Like, what are they going to say? And so after getting over that, like pretty significant mental, <laughs> mental obstacle barrier, because that's what it is. It's just in your mind. Um, you can kind of just like get creative, have fun with it even. Like, like I said, once I started applying the stuff that I was already listening to and putting it into the media that I was making, like I was already looking up what the uh, Instagram trends were. I was curious about it. I was already looking at like what people in the fashion industry were saying about the 2022 trends. Like I, these are things that I was already doing. I was already interested in it. So once I started to kind of like see where my interests and my job kind of like collided, I was able to make content that didn't feel like I was forcing it so much. Um, and so that's something that has been a little bit of a game changer. And I'm still kind of like finding the uh, fine tuning this strategy, but I think that's kind of where I'm going to find the most success. Um, kind of finding that intersection, that sweet spot. And showing like what my, my company is doing. Um, Any promo has really shocked me in the way that they focus on um, like us as the employees. Um, I recently joined something that we have is called culture, culture committee, where we focus on like hosting events and, you know, helping us that helps boost morale and make the office a beautiful space. So I like to document that, like we made a whole like um, Valentine's Day decoration for the front office because we noticed that when we did it for Christmas, we loved walking into the office. And when we took all the decorations down in January, we we're just like, this place looks sad. It looks like a medical hospital. Like I, 
even if it's just a little thing, it's like things that make you like happy and, and colors. There's like color theory, like uh, color psychology that some colors just make sure. you happy. So there's lots of pink in the office right now. And I love it. I loved decorating. I loved, uh, you know, you know, using that kind of creative space and, and making making a room beautiful. I think that's important. Even maybe it doesn't make any like logical sense. I, I think there is a lot of rationale behind it. Um, so so you, you touched upon a lot there and you kind of yeah. segued into, no, no, that's that's totally cool. I like to. I like to listen to people, you know, they say, oh, I'm rambling. I'm now I'm like, this is this is great content. So you kind of segued into the next question. But I wanted to go back to uh, my previous question about being in front of the camera for the first time. Now, I was like you, you know, my my concern was I'm going to be judged. I'm nervous to get in front of the camera. I knew I had to do it eventually. I knew I had to kind of put my face to the name that I've been putting out there. And I was worried about the feedback. I was worried about being judged, the you know, trolls. And I will say this, in as long as I've been doing this, I haven't had any too many problems where people, you know, would, would call me out on anything. Um, and that to me, and you touched upon it perfectly. You said, as long as you know what you're talking about and you're you know that you have a grasp on what you're talking about, the, the video and the camera and and your mindset will all work well together. As long as you know what you're talking about, it should be just like having a, a normal conversation with somebody. Now, what what advice would you give to somebody who is still apprehensive to get in front of that camera to do any type of video for social media? Um, that's a good question. I would say try to bring in what you know well. So I know that you just said as long as you know what you know well, like you should be okay, right? The other is just extra. But I really would say like being a kind of a newcomer into the industry, I didn't necessarily feel like I knew the industry well, well, like, and so I felt like I had a little bit of imposter syndrome too. Mm -hmm. 100%. To and so I had to bring in things that I knew that I knew well, like, you know, stuff about pop culture, things that I interact with all the time, and then making those connections helped me feel more secure about what I was talking about. Um, also, kind of getting others involved in my office was really helpful because I didn't feel like alone in this. Like I was like the face of the company. That's a little bit intimidating. Sure thing. Um, so, you know, having there be more faces on camera, um, doing little something that I have planned is like just doing like little question Q&As with my coworkers to kind of, you know, give them a little break from whatever they're doing because sometimes they get off customer calls and they're just like, so exhausted so sure. done with it and just having those like moments of relief that we get to capture or if, if I can capture them on camera that's something I would love to do um but yeah I would advise just if you don't feel confident you know if you have that kind of imposter syndrome in the back of your mind like I did uh try to bring in topics that you know well to use it as like a, an analogy or a metaphor an anecdote, um, bring those kind of elements in and you should feel a little bit better about what you're saying. And also ask questions, like pose it as a question. So it's not like you're starting a conversation rather than like saying like, this is fact, this is how things are. Yeah, I, I, lo I, I love a lot about what you said. Imposter syndrome is, is a huge topic. And I've talked to many people about this when they come into the industry or e even if they've been in the industry a long time, 30 years, 40 years for some people, and they start doing social media for the first time, they feel like they're not worthy of doing it. It's like, oh, this is social media. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. You've got 30 years of 
promo industry experience, you absolutely know what you're talking about. Get just use social media as the vehicle to get your message out. And I think that, you know, that kind of, you know, disarms a lot of people and, you know, they feel a little bit more comfortable. Um, so the second part of, of the, of what we were getting into earlier was, you know, something I want to touch upon right now. So what are some of the creative ways? And you touched upon it a little bit with, with culture, uh, that your comp- you and your company are using social media. Some of the creative ways we're using it. Um, well, we're documenting a lot of our kind of life in the office. I think that's a creative thing that we're starting to do a lot more of. Um, like I said, I just joined the culture committee. So I am a lot more involved in like how these events uh, happen and uh, being on like the decorating committee or coming up with ideas of things that we can do. Uh, upcoming, we have like a family feud st- type style. So that's something we're going to oh, document. That's, that's something we're going to document. That's something we're going to uh, put on um, our social media just to show like people like we're really, we're real people. And I think that will eventually convey like, and we really care about like our customers. It's not just, um, you know, we're e-commerce. So I think we have to emphasize that a lot more. Like, People can't just come in. It's not like a brick and mortar store. Sure. And um, and businesses are getting a lot more personal because a lot of new businesses, small businesses, they're, you know, they're born on social media and, and digital first, right? They have to, you know, get a good bearings on that. And so with that in mind, we have to kind of reach them where they are too. Um, we have to kind of meet them where they are and behind, we don't like sell to a business. We're also selling to like an individual. Sure. So in many ways, it's very much like B2C. So B2B perhaps is becoming the the line between B2C and and B2B. Right. uh, Becoming a lot more blurry with social media and the way that it's like very, you know, face front first and very personal, like the way that we see ads now too on TikTok. It's like people are showing you an item, how they use it, how they, you know, they style it. If it's a piece of clothing, and it's so it's so personal, you forget that it's an ad. And I right. think that's the trick. Um, so yeah, we're just trying to show up a little bit more and show, you know, anybody, audience, anywhere that we're real people, um, you know, and, and that we like to have fun and we like to put events together and. Um, and yeah, and I think that that's a way that we stay creative and that we keep up morale too. So it's like a, yeah, I, I agree a hundred percent and culture is something that I've preached for, for years now on the podcast, on social media, just, Hey, look, you know, showcase the people behind the scenes that make your company tick. You know, there are a lot of, uh, clients who know the logo. You know, they know your logo, they know your brand, but do they really know who's behind the brand? Once they, once they see who is behind the brand and, and the, the people that are just like the clients, you know, there's a connection that's made. There's, you know, there's a human element there. Show off your, show off your, your employees. That is a huge selling point to social media. And, you know, I, I also noticed that you know, you, you use humor as well in, in a lot of what you do. Um, can, can you touch upon that a little bit? Um, well, my coworkers are generally funny people. Um, <laughs> we have people that are just strong characters and I feel like the world needs to see them. Like they really make the day better in the office. Um, I think, uh, who, 
just top of mind, I think Gabby on in our um, on our new Omega team is is really funny. Um, she, I I interviewed her for a TikTok. She was like talking to an elf, and just the way that she responds to it and she plays along with the video is amazing. Um, Jonathan was the previous face of the TikTok, um, and he's super goofy. He's always making us in the uh, marketing department laugh, and like you know, in a way that's not very like like taking advantage of it, but just capitalizing on that humor and showing that like that lightheartedness. It's it's really important because you know business can be serious, but also business should be fun. Otherwise. Mm -hmm. You know, promo is innately fun because it's all about like, you know, building meaningful connections and creating an event that's like worth remembering, right? Right. Um, so it's like promo is, is something that makes businesses and events fun. And so we really need to show that even in our own life and in our own office life, like this is important, like having fun and being lighthearted and, uh, you know, doing goofy things like interviewing an elf or doing an elf scavenger hunt. That was actually one of our most popular videos so far. And um, and yeah, so just showing that lightheartedness that that we in the office do like naturally or, you know, yeah, you know, I always I always mention humor to a lot of people and I and they say, well, why humor? What like what about it is resonating with users? And I always say a lot of people go to social media, to get away from business. They don't want anything to do with promo when they go to social media. They want to see something that's going to take their mind off of, of their work. And if they see a business sell, 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 they're going to just glaze right over it. They don't care. They don't want to see that in social media. Nobody wants to see that in social media. But when they see something that's culture-based, it's funny, they're going to stop and they're going to watch. They're going to read. They're going to be intrigued. And they're going to remember your business. And I can't stress that enough. When, when you're doing things like you're doing with any promo, you're, you're having fun with social media, you're showing off the culture, that is going to go so far for your brand. I mean, it's going far for your brand. You're on a, you're on a podcast day because of what you guys are doing on social media. Now, I see so many businesses in this industry that are still doing what they've been doing for years, and that's trying to sell on social media, trying to sell. I mean, you can sell on social media, just not the way they're 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 hard selling you know it's like here buy 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 here are my prices this doesn't work and i've always preached i say you can't do anything on social media with that mindset so with that said and you mentioned you mentioned it just a, a minute ago about a TikTok that you got a huge number of hits on it got i think almost sixty-seven thousand hits now can you tell us a little bit about that TikTok and why you think it went viral um yeah, I can speak about it. So this was during the holiday season. Uh, holidays can be a little stressful for everybody in the office. So the culture committee put together a scavenger hunt. Uh, this seems to be a tradition with the elf on the shelf uh, figure. That's like a popular little wolf. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we basically had like a office-wide search for this elf because it had been a couple hours and nobody had found it. Everybody in the office at one point just got up and they looked for it. And um, <laughs> I think in the video, it just captures like everybody cornering our HR, Maria. Um, and there's just like, where is the elf? <laughs> As it like kind of just in a very uh, serious, but also just like completely frustrated trying to find this elf and that's probably the best part of it um, they're taking it seriously 
um, which, yeah, it's like we really do take, we take our work seriously. We take our fun seriously. So why do you and think it went viral? I think it's just, I'm not sure really. I, it has to be a combination of the Elf on the Shelf, which is popular. It was for, timely. It was, that, it was, it was timely, yes. And I just think like the all the people in the video uh, also just make it like a bigger deal. Like it makes it like like something is happening and people, when they kind of notice that like frustration or like help us find this or it like we engage the, the, right. the TikTok viewer. So I think that was part of it. It's just like, I, I think at the end of the video, I was just like, we're like, we're so like, we don't know where it is. Like we need help. Um, and so people in the comments were just like, I bet it's here. I bet it's oh, here. Okay. So it, it started to drive through the comments. Mm -hmm. See, and, that, and that's another thing about, um, and we laugh about it as social media people. It's like when, you have a manager who doesn't understand social media and they say, hey, make it go viral. There's no secret ingredient <laughs> on making something go viral. No, um, it just yeah. happens. And sometimes you just sit there and you just, someone asks how to go viral. You're just like, I don't know. It's just one of those magical things. So who found it, the elf? Uh, it was Gabby. Gabby found oh, the elf. Okay. <laughs> That's <laughs> it awesome. It was in the vending machine um, far back in the corner. And it was funny because Maria said like, so many of you guys just literally walked past, walked right past it. Yeah, I've never looked inside of the vending machine. I looked on top. I looked at the bottom. Oh wow! Anyways, it was it was a fun time, and it was so spontaneous. Like you said, I was I didn't plan this. I sure. I wanted to capture it, but I I didn't really have a strategic plan on how I was going to capture this gathering right. event. Um, I just kind of captured what was happening, and it, it was very organic kind of video. Um, whereas the other ones, like there's more planning, there's sure. a little bit of scripting, some researching. Um, it's a little bit more work, but you know. <laughs> so the lesson here is the ones that you put the least amount of effort into have the greatest chance of going viral. I, I think that's, <laughs> that's the secret sauce to, to going yeah. viral. And, yeah. and it happens to me too. There are things that I post from, I don't even think twice about it. And I'm like, oh my God, that did really well. Well, of course I didn't put any effort into it. The yeah. ones that I put all the effort into, you know, the TikToks that I take time producing, I'm just like, you know, 200, 200 hits. And I'm like, okay, I put two hours into that. Like, you know, it only got, you know, 200 hits. So to me, I, I feel like that's part of the ex experimentation. Um, you got to just keep yeah. trying and just keep having fun and enjoy it. It's, it's really an exercise of, uh, of patience and also of like letting go of whatever kind of restrictions you might have it's like you know try everything uh be creative you know film things that you think are funny even if you don't really feel like they're going to go anywhere um so yeah it, it encourages you especially tiktok which is really like all over the place i think um definitely it, it's, it's really like that it's very tempestuous <laughs> yeah i agree i so, agree you, you can never predict what's going to happen in social media um, yeah, and i think I that's if there's one fact about social media is it's always going to be unpredictable. Uh, and that's something I've learned in doing this over a decade. So I got a few more questions for you. Um, and again, you know, thank you for, you know, spending your uh, time with me this afternoon. But so for anybody who is new to this industry, and they're doing what you're doing, basically coming in as a social media manager, you know, what is what is a, a, a hot piece of advice that you can give them when they first start out? Yeah, um, I would say take some time uh, exploring what's on social media and what's working for other creators and other businesses. 
this is something that I did in the beginning. Well, not in the super beginning, but, you know, after a couple of months of, you know, dipping my toes in the water, I started following other like brands and like B2B brands more specifically, but brands in general, like bigger brands like um, Can uh, Canva is on, on TikTok and seeing what kind of content they were putting out there, who they were following, um, and just kind of getting a lay of the land, basically. That's what I did. Um, I also looked at how people spoke and how they were able to make such short videos. Um, so yeah, I would I would say kind of get a lay of the social media space, uh, try to narrow in on a niche, but don't be so, uh, don't narrow yourself in two, don't like pigeonhole yourself, but definitely sure. try to narrow in a niche, try to find your, your spot somewhere, somewhere where you can like have authority in what you're saying, credible source. And then just literally just have fun, be lighthearted, capture moments that show your company's personality. Um, you'll, if somebody is running like another business of social media, they'll probably be the face of the company, but I would suggest giving their different faces because, you know, having one person, uh, one personality for a whole business, is, it's just not, not the reality, right? A business is made out of so many different personalities. Sure. They all contribute to what the company persona is. And so I feel like showing that reality and, um, you know, doing doing your best to kind of uh, exhibit that in a, a nice way, in a way that's authentic and genuine, I think is, is a good place to start. Absolutely. That's great advice, Paula. So I have to end my podcast with a final fun question. I could ask you one of 100 questions, but I'm going to ask you this one. Um, so what's your favorite social media for business and why? That is a great question. Um, I feel like the right answer is probably LinkedIn, but I think my uh, genuine answer is probably Instagram or TikTok. Okay. I think, I think things are changing a lot. Um, and maybe I'd be a little bit more inclined to say TikTok, even though this is probably what nobody says, but I think that the format is just, it's very easy to follow. Um, and I also see that TikTok is growing in a lot of ways that some of the other platforms aren't. Um, it's easy to have conversations. Uh, they're talking about making TikTok like more storefront friendly so you can actually buy things on TikTok, which I think is gonna be very different. It's gonna change a lot of things in the market. Sure. Um, and I think you can use the videos for so many other things. So you can use video collateral for ads. You can use video, video collateral on, on YouTube, which also I think is, is a good platform to be on, um, especially if you're already making video, just add sure. it to YouTube shorts. So yeah, I would say probably Instagram. Uh, it's a good place to be. There's it has the reels and it has like the posts. Um, you could do lives as well. So, sure. so somewhere, I know that's a very <laughs> answer yeah, yeah. i think i would pick um, instagram and tiktok as my favorite for businesses because it's a way to be really up and close with your um with your right. audience and your clients um but maybe intuitive or not intuitively the right answer is linkedin but maybe not for me <laughs> well you know it's funny because six months ago i was never on tiktok and now i'm addicted to it and and i will admit that I spend so much time on it every day and I, it's just addicting and you just scroll through, scroll through, scroll through. And it's not like any other network I've ever been on because 
the addiction um, quotient there is so huge because you scroll to the next one, and you're like, oh my God, like, and you can't stop watching and you can't stop watching. And, and to me, I, I've always been a Twitter person. I love it for business, but I will say that TikTok, as more and more people get onto TikTok, more and more people in our industry are getting onto it. They're going to start seeing the advantages of being on that network, especially from the perspective that it captures eyeballs and it captures them for a very long time. You know, I talk to people who are my age. I know the young kids are on TikTok, but I talk to people that are that are older, you know, Gen X, and they're all the same way. They're like, oh my God, like TikTok is blowing my mind. So, you know, this industry is catching up. We're, we're, we're starting to see a lot more people jump onto TikTok, uh, but also this industry is, they're very, very bullish on Instagram as well. This industry <laughs> loves Instagram. Everyone's on Facebook. They have to be on Facebook. They don't. They don't like it. They have to be on it. But I'm telling you something: Instagram, TikTok, those are the networks that people should be really kind of focusing in on. Um, that's yeah. what I would do if I was new in this industry for sure. Well, Paula, thank you so much for your time today. You've been a great guest. Um, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, how can they do that? Uh, well, you can find me on TikTok and Instagram. I am. We're under any promo under both. Uh, you can reach me email too. I'm Paula at anypromo.com uh, if anyone has any questions or anything like that. But yeah, uh, we're on all the platforms right now. We even just started Pinterest, which should be a fun adventure in exploring. <laughs> all right. Well, Paula, thank you so much and good luck with everything that you do in the future. All right. Thank you, Vinny. Have a good one. We'll see you next time on The Social Angle.